This episode of Blacktop Banter is brought to you by Craftco, the world's leading manufacturer of packaged pavement preservation materials and equipment for the asphalt industry. Learn more at craftco.com. Welcome to Blacktop Banter. Uh, this is take two with Eli Store as back. We're yeah, well, we're back. We didn't really officially even get to start the first one, and uh, I forgot to hit record right on the mic. Actually, I forgot to turn the microphones on. I did hit record, but forgot to turn the microphones on. And I realized Chris will probably kill me uh, back in Wisconsin for this. So Eli gets to retell his upbringing, and we talk about his family and whatnot. And then, thankfully, we didn't get into too much of a career, but. Mm-hmm. Welcome to uh, Block Top Banner, man. Again, I'm glad to be back. Man, it was fantastic. 10 minutes ago was great. Man, we were just... I know, I know. It, it happens a few times now. This will probably be number three where I've had to restart. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to kind of keep the... Uh, what I tell you it was kind of before? Like gorilla style? Like, gorilla. gorilla. Yeah, gorilla this, is totally, this is totally it. You know, if we had a swing in here, you'd been like, hey, your mic's in if we would have been in the podcast studio. which you did argue right. for me to get into right I, i'm sorry about that uh yeah man so i'll reiterate what i already reiterated and uh, we'll knock 10 minutes of it at least out of the way but um this is black top banter i'm with my friend eli who i've known now for quite a while and uh man we've been associated because of brian i would say probably 10 years or so and has it been that long? Yeah, bro. I think so. I think I want to say. I don't know if that long. Hold on. 2016, 17? It's got to be 2017, I met Brian in 2017. So Yeah. Well, when you're my age, bro, that you just count them by decades. It's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 10 years ago. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, we get, what we get, 2017? It'll be 2000. We'll be a few years from a decade, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, but, I mean, dude, I knew him back then. Uh, he was like, Hey, and he was working in Wisconsin. Like, Hey, I know this kid in Wisconsin. And, uh, yeah, I was really excited because like the natural inclinations that you had back then were from what I gathered back then, which I didn't know as much as I know now looked like they were natural tendencies to be a go-getter. Right. And, and to be meticulous about what you do. So, uh, take us back once again for the second time. To uh, Hudson, Wisconsin, yeah. right, yeah. where you grew up, and tell us a little bit about your father, what he did, your mother, what she did, and then uh, a little bit leading up to Doug, who I recently just heard about. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Doug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So grew up in uh, grew up in Wisconsin, um, Hammond, Wisconsin, actually, right next to oh, Hudson. Hammond. I always I always say Hudson though, because no one knows where Hammond. How many kids when you graduating class? Eighty three. I had so. one forty eight. Crazy. Where we were great yeah. tiny yeah dude ours is down to that size though like i think my daughter is a freshman and they figure she'll have 78 it's crazy it's nuts bro like everyone knew everyone in the class like i mean yeah very well too very well yeah very well. um but yeah graduated with 80 80 some odd kids 83 i think in, in our graduating class. what was your gpa <laughs> uh maybe a 3.1 well that's not bad three. that's not bad did you have to try very hard Oh, you did. Well, okay. I didn't, but I needed you sh- to. You needed to. I also didn't, and I would say mine was probably around that same. My college GPA that was like two point seven or two point eight. Okay, not okay. good. Well, tell us about your crazy. Tell us about your dad first of all, yeah. and then tell us about your mom. Yeah. So my dad, uh, I've had a I had a wonderful family. 
like I have a wonderful family. Yeah. But you know, growing up, my my parents were you know they always tried to make as many hockey games or as many sporting events as they possibly yep. could. Um, my dad worked in facilities, still works in facilities uh, to this day. Manages a data center over in Egan, okay, Minnesota. So he he commutes about an hour so if there's traffic, an hour and a half one way, okay, uh, which is crazy. How long has he worked there? So his story. Um, he worked for Thomson Reuters way back in the day. Okay. They got outsourced, I believe, by CBRE, which was then outsourced by like JLL. It like okay. flipped. So um, he's been really in the same position. Well, not the same position, but like the same around the same people for like thirty something. You don't hear about that nowadays, dude. No, no. But his like his job, like he was out. I mean, like when he got outsourced and stuff, like it didn't. Kind of jack things up a little bit. Yeah, with, man. You know, 401ks and all that stuff. I was going to say he rode the rodeo, though, huh? And rode yeah. it out. And it happened. Yeah. It's crazy. Your mom. Um, and yeah, my, my mom, she's cleaned houses for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um, it's a super flexible job for her. And I heard she that. loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she used to take us, you know, with to, uh, you know, to clean house. Yeah, clean houses. Did you really clean house or did you play other people's Nintendo's I did and shit? I played my own. Oh, you had it? Would you have Game Boy? Had you a had Game a Boy, yeah. DS. Oh, you had DS? Did you have the one that flipped up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do that. Yeah. It was a sick one, bro. Yeah. That come out when, like, the Motorola Razors were out. Yeah. So everybody was flipping like, all their shits all the time. Yeah. 2000s. Did you have the one that had two screens? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the bottom screen is a touch screen. Yeah. A little, like, pen. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Now, look, dude. Now you're doing takeoffs and whatnot <laughs> and everything, dude. It, it, we have AI. We have AI. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so... Uh, Kelly cleans too, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned that in our previous podcast for 10 minutes that that won't be released. That won't ever be released ever, actually. The no video idea. will be there. People want to go back and just watch a silent video. But then, but in that one, uh, I was saying how ironic it is. Like uh, Cisco's here and um, uh, they were talking about uh, cleaning and whatnot. And I guess what his mom did, I think, and, and, or his wife. I mean, it's like, dude, there's a lot of that, right? Where it's just like they have kids, the guys work long hours, mm -hmm. so they need flexibility, but also want to, you know, contribute. It's a flexible gig, and like you know, I mean, you can make decent money doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think for a lot of people, it's really enjoyed, like in, like enjoyed. in general, like yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's hard. It's hard on the body. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah, yeah. And then I think like Kelly listens to a podcast, puts yeah. music in. Like you get to spend all day at least doing so that. Mom, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Kind of crazy. Would you would you consider your mom and dad? Um, you're very articulate and I think an intellectual. Would you consider them to be that way? Yeah, I would say so. My my dad's um he's brilliant when it comes to cars and engines. Okay, engineering like, like that's him. Like he could he literally MacGyver. He would MacGyver anything. He really? could make anything out of anything. Dang, man. Um, and yeah, my I mean my mom's my mom's super smart. I mean she. Um, Loves psychology, loves like you would enjoy a conversation. Oh, yeah, her yeah. and I would get along. She's, she's especially in the recent years, she's like really dove into psychology and wow, and understanding and that's really cool. People sends me books from time to time, yeah, yeah, that's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why that happens as a person gets older, but apparently it does, I guess. But we get, I think we like try to understand people more as we get older, yeah, because we're trying to understand ourselves, yeah, yeah, you're probably trying to give, um. I'm going to probably look and sound like Jay Duran, right? But uh, you probably do it to give reason to how you ended up, how you ended up, mm -hmm. right? So you try to find those ways yeah. along that path. What about siblings? 
Yeah, so older older brother, younger sister. Yep. Um, they're still back in Wisconsin doing their thing. Cool. And uh, yeah. tell us about the hometown uh, because you, as in the previous podcast, you told me about Doug, yeah. and Doug was like, "You owe your whole entire career to Doug." <laughs> it's it's funny. I I don't think I've ever actually told him this too. So yeah, I I, that's why I tried to make light of it. You were working at uh, a YMCA. So I was work. Yeah. So when I first got introduced to the paving maintenance industry, and this is when our microphones cut off last time. So are we good? Are we on? We're we on. Okay. We're good, and Just we're going to continue it. Yeah. I really want to. <laughs> I really want to dig Doug. So let me know how it goes. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, when I got into the uh, you know asphalt industry, first of all, I never thought I'd be in construction. Like I absolutely no thought of it yep. growing up. You were you were working at YMCA. I was working at the YMCA. You were teaching kids swimming lessons, yep. but also doing front desk, making nine bucks an hour. Making nine bucks an hour, and uh, you know, it's right bank as I, rolling. Right as I turned eighteen, so like literally, my thought process was, okay, well, now I'm eighteen. Like the day that I turned eighteen, I'm like, now I'm eighteen, I can go out get a laborious job and literally double what I'm making, mm-hmm. or close to it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I did. So I, you know, I knew of this guy, or I knew Doug, right? Yeah. I knew that he worked at this company um, called Asphalt Associates. Uh-huh. It was literally, it was so random too. It was like 6.30 on a Wednesday. Um, I just walked in one day, like printed off my resume or, you know, application of times, filled it out, like walked in, not dressed for the part at all. And uh, lo and behold, Brian Hess, our current CEO, Mike Hugame, another partner at the pavement group here, uh, and Brent Weiss, the former owner of, of Asphalt Associates, were all sitting around the table. Yep. Hey, bud, can we help you? I said, yeah, I'm just uh, looking to seal coat driveways and handed them my application. And uh, Brian looks at me and he goes, you do realize uh, how white your skin is, right? <laughs> I started, I'm like, what? He goes, you're going to be a lobster by like noon. I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Now I understand why I said that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he ended up hiring me not to seal coat driveways, but to manage a large gas station account that that he recently acquired. Why not, right? Why a guy not? comes in, want to make blacktop black, mm-hmm. and he says, no, but here's this huge project we have going on. He said, do I you like you technology? I said, I do. He goes, you whip pulled out a Nintendo DS? I whipped out my Nintendo. <laughs> no, I <didn't> do that. <laughs> but I said, I do. You know, I do. I really like technology. So I ended up uh, managing the um, uh, Quick Trip account for us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was a huge account. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of lot of revenue with those guys. It yeah, was, it was the first first account. Get out! That's a way to cut your teeth. Yeah. How how hard was it for you to get up to speed on that? Not that hard. I mean, I, you know, here's the funny thing is, I didn't even understand the concept of contractor to subcontractor. Like, I I didn't even know that that was a thing. I didn't know that subcontracting was a thing. Yeah. I didn't know what the difference was between asphalt and concrete. I didn't know when you cracked sealed or when you did infrared patches. I didn't, I didn't know any of it. Um, I quickly figured that stuff out. So, you know, the time horizon to to learn that stuff was was very short, but when I first started, I knew literally nothing. So what did that job entail? Like what, if they're like, here's this account, manage it, or here's this project scope, manage it. What did that entail? Like day one to like day 90, like what did Mm -hmm. that entail? Yeah, so I mean, I I wasn't just handed it and said go manage it. You know, there was a lot of a lot of handholding, a lot of training and learning that went into that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was uh you know finding subcontractors around around Wisconsin. We were doing a whole bunch of infrared patches at the time. Mm-hmm. Now now all the stores are pretty much all concrete, but mm-hmm. at the time a whole bunch of them were asphalt. I come into the story in a second. 
You what? I said I come into this story in a second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll interject. Keep going. Um, yeah. So my, you know, my job entailed finding contractors and subcontractors around the state. We had our own crews that went out and did the ones locally, but mm -hmm. you know, we had this whole campaign of three hundred something sites that we had to take care of. So we, you know, it's finding all these guys, trying to locate propane for the for the mm -hmm. infrared machines, trying to find the contractors, line all this up, and coordinate it with the stores. So who was all on that team to make that all that happen? Um. Internally, I think it was it was me, mm -hmm. Mike Hugame, Brian Hess, um, probably Amy Ford. Okay, okay. Who's yeah, <laughs> now I mean, all at the pavement group. Yeah, <laughs> ironically, right? Um, no, I think uh, so. Where I come into that story, Brian calls me. Um, actually, he calls me because we met. I started, dude. I had this. I had this just gut feeling that Snapchat was going to upset Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. So by this time, while all that's going north of me, while all that's going on north of me, I'm neck deep in social media and understanding it and consuming Gary Vee early on and realizing, oh, shoot, we all need to get on social media. That's how these guys are going to have advantages. That's how my business is going to grow. So I'm neck deep in it. I get on Snapchat, right? And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to make it the Wiscoat one, right? And I started posting to Snapchat wildly. It's just so stupid. I would never do this now. But um, I start posting videos of our work to Snapchat. Mm -hmm. Us out seal coating, crack sealed parking lots, like all this stuff. And um, all of a sudden, like, you could post it to, like, the story and it would be in proximity and where you were. And I think I was kind of towards, like, I think I was in Black River Falls. Mm -hmm. And Brian must have been coming through. Probably driving at, his way back through or whatever. Looking at quick trips. Looking at quick trips and went to like the story, like the area. You could go to the map and click the area or whatever. And he was like, Hey. I was like, Hey, like I'm Brian House with Asphalt Associates. Uh, you know, he started a soft relationship there and he, and he was like, kept following and whatever. And I said, He's like, You know, I've seen you do asphalt work, whatever. And I sent him the website, sent him some of our stuff. And he's like, You know, you guys are doing, you guys do excellent work. He's like, you know, uh, you, would you be interested in crack sending a quick trip? I was like, yeah, probably. He's like, well, about 75 of them. I was like, nope, not interested. He's like, huh? I was like, no, dude. I'm like, I'm not doing gas stations. He's like, well, you just said you crack seal one. I said, I would. One close to me, close by to like where I live or whatever. I was like, I'm not doing like tons of these things. He's like, why? And that is, I think the start of me being the weird one <laughs> because I was like, cause I don't want to be so busy. Like I like going fishing and yeah. uh, you know, I'm busy with my YouTube channel and stuff. And he was like, what the hell is going on with this guy? I know that's what he was probably thinking. Like most of the time in our industry, when you talk to a contractor to get that type of like 75 projects are in front of you, all commercial, right. all ready to go. They're like, Whoa, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I'm not going to give you one. Like, like I, you know, I'm going to try to find somebody who can do them all because we need to do them on a schedule and everything. But he, we stayed connected in a way where he kept following me and what I was doing on social media and building. And that's what led to us becoming friends. And all of a sudden, we started sharing our bigger dreams and bigger aspirations. And that's when he shared with me uh, about you guys and what you were going to do and you yourself. So that's where the Marvin side journey and Eli store journey starts to come yeah. together and weave together. Right. So 
you you're there you're managing these larger projects um then what yeah so you know i did that for about a year or so at asphalt associates and then asphalt associates ended up uh getting sold mm -hmm. to another local company aci mm -hmm. asphalt and concrete so they took it over um i did you know as soon as that company was sold I ended up doing scheduling. I was doing project management. I was doing. I was doing a lot of like. I moved around a lot internally mm -hmm. over like over one season. It was like over seven months. I was like doing all kinds of different things. Um. So if you know, eventually I was like, all right, I'm not like I'm not going to do this. Like I don't really see a future here. Um. And at that point, I was like ready to. I was ready to like drop out of school, drop out of college yeah. at the same time. What were you studying? Sales and marketing. In in college? Oh, ironic, right? Yeah. 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 Where at? Uh, River Falls. Okay. Yeah, University of Wisconsin, River Falls. So cool. went there for two and a half years and, and decided that it wasn't for me to keep going at, you know, it paying, you know, whatever it was, 30 grand. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, Do you ever have any inkling to like to want to finish that? Not really. No. Do you think maybe one day you will? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day when I'm like good, like it really, you know, maybe like way down in the future. I really don't right now though. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm that's good. gonna be so much fun to talk about later on. I'm I'm good. Like, I, I literally, I don't have a college degree. I yeah. just have my high school diploma, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I feel like in today's day and age, I feel like if I were to try to get a job anywhere else, like I would probably be okay. In same cases, now. I feel exactly the same way. Somebody asked me this weekend, they're like, you know, you you've done such a good job. Like, you know, you've done such a good job with your personal brand and showing that you know what you know. Like, if Blacktop Inner and Wisco just like all of a sudden just vanished. You probably have plenty of plenty of offers, and then also, if you just put it out there, you were a free agent. Like you, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be living a good life. So I think our knowledge is very special, and what we've been able to accomplish is very special. But I wonder. I just wonder about that sometimes. Like I think about it in the human nature aspect because I don't know, dude. To me, I feel this way, and I started very little of college, like very, very little, mm -hmm. like three weeks worth. But but it's but it's like a yeah, but it's like a. I don't know, dude. It's like if you, to me, the way I look at it, it's like if you started remodeling a room and then you just like left it. Yeah, I don't really need to. Like it does everything I need to do, but I still kind of look at it like I'd like to at least finish that wall out. I guess. I've, point. I've, I've, I mean, I've had that thought before, but I don't. Um, we got such a huge mansion that's all kick dude, ass everywhere else. We have one, one little room. I think. Yeah, one little room on first yeah. ain't it'll be a big deal that no one really goes into or needs for anything. It's not a big deal. But yeah, I think about that sometimes. Asphalt maintenance contractors. Winter's just around the corner and we all know the harmful effects that colder months have on pavement. Here at Wiscoat, we've tried a lot of products. We keep coming back to Craftco because of their crack and joint sealers are the best in the industry. No matter the climate that you're located in, Craftco has products that will fit your needs. Find the full product lineup at craftco.com. That's C-R-A-F-C-O.com. Have you seen the smoothness and compaction that Dynapack's seismic technology has recently brought to the asphalt industry? It's incredible. And Dynapack's CC900G roller may just be the best roller on the market for driveway and parking lot paving contractors. It's even better than the little yellow one that you're used to seeing. But don't take my word for it. Give the CC900G a test run yourself by visiting Dynapack.com and finding a retailer near you. Say goodbye to potholes and roadway damage without the need for large crews, heavy equipment, or toxic chemicals. Aquafault is the only permanent repair material for asphalt and concrete that uses water. And installation is simple. Just pour, add water, and tamp. It's that easy. 
An Aquafault repair can be open to traffic immediately and fully sealed within 24 hours. Plus, the product is backed by a three-year warranty and is made in the USA. Visit Aquafault.com. That's A-Q-U-A-P-H-A-L-T.com to learn more. I'm incredibly proud of the Blacktop Banner Edition seal coating unit produced in partnership with KM International and available now in both the 550 and 700 gallon versions. Custom built on the same frame as their bulletproof hot boxes, I work closely with KM to design what I believe is the best seal coating unit on the market. A unit designed by a contractor for contractors. See the entire walkthrough of the unit on Blacktop Banner's YouTube channel or visit kminternational.com to learn more and place your order. Since its inception, Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance has branded our trucks with the 1-800-BLACKTOP number from the 800 Payment Network and consistently seen increases in leads and jobs completed. I know the 800 Payment Network can do the same for your business. Visit 1-800-PAVEMENT.COM and get set up with your custom phone number today. But you, you end up uh, not finishing school. Yeah. And then what? Yeah, so I um it, I was still going to school at this time. Um, so right as right as I you know I stopped working for ACI, I was like, all right, I'm gonna figure out something else to do. Um, Mike Hugim, who is one of our owners here, he uh, he calls me. He goes, "Hey, Red Dog, my name and of course <laughs> nickname. That's the red hair." He goes, "Hey, Red Dog, what what are you what are you doing this summer?" I said, my immediate reaction was not asphalt, and I'm like. He goes, well, we're starting this thing. We're starting the pavement group. Like, you want to jump on board? Like, let's grab a coffee. I'm like, all right. Like, what's a wor- what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, you you, you get a ca- you get a caffeine addiction. The worst yeah, the worst thing that happens is I get a caffeine addiction, which I still have to this day. Like a lot of them. But the worst thing that happens, right? I'm like, all right. Worst thing that's gonna happen is maybe this thing doesn't work out, and I have to go figure it out. Yeah. So, um, you know, from there I jumped right on board and. The rest is history, man. Man, that's crazy. Grown and grown and grown, and I have you know thirty something people on our team. It's crazy. Yeah, man. I I wouldn't in. have it any other way. Yeah, you like it? Sure. I love it. That's crazy. I love it, dude. I couldn't do it. I I could poke my head in a little bit sometimes while you've been here. I've been fortunate enough to be here a few days and kind of take it in, but I poked my head in and uh, yeah, I couldn't do it, dude. It's just not my. What, what could you not do? The um, the management, the logistics, the inner working and stuff. It's just not my. It's just not my cup of tea. I get it. I understand it. And I'm sure if I was trained up in it, I could do it. But my immediate thing, my immediate response is, uh... And that's the crazy thing, man, is like a lot of people, a lot of companies think that they can just spin up. You know, let's say there's a $20, $30 million self-performing paving company. They think they can just spin up a national division, which... Sure, you might have some clients that you can service through that, but they think they can just spin it up and automatically do another twenty, yeah. thirty million on top, right? And uh, it's it's and not, not easy. The way it's it is, way dude. different. Yep. Like I'm I'm used to this now. Like I I understand, but like dude, there's some days where I'm sitting like want to pound my head against the wall, right? I'm like, dude, like this can't be this hard. <laughs> uh, it, it is though, but, dude, because you guys make stuff happen without actually being able to. This is me as the contractor without physically being able to make it happen, right? It's from really good relationships. You have to with a lot of people. You have to, and and they have to be really good relationships that you've kept there, and an understanding and experience on how to um, use those relationships logistically for everybody so that it works out and you deliver a quality product, right? 
um, which has, I think, became become very prevalent in this space where you guys are because you guys are crushing, right? And it's like, okay, to create a product like that is very unique, but it takes a lot of work and a very good team. And I see that with you guys, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I still want to fish, bro. I'm just like, dude, it's hard. It, it, I mean, dude, listen, I, I, I haven't fished in a while, but like, I still go golfing, and I still do. Like, it's not like I'm just sitting here working, right, right, right. But, um, you know, for the first couple of years, like you got Brian, like it was for everyone here. Like I was the, you know, first non-partnered employee, but like the fourth person or fifth person on the team overall. It yeah. was like everyone was like grinding, grinding, grinding. Like now we're to the point where we have like we're still going to keep grinding. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, we're still going to keep grinding. Like we've got a long ways to go. We are not nearly where we want to be, mm-hmm. but. You know, we're to the point where we have so many resources and a lot of people now surrounding us to where, like, you can lean on other people in the office. You can lean on other people on our team yeah, uh, to get things done. Part of the protocol, right, is that you, because you have so many um, associates and, and friends and, and, and employees here, teammates, that you're able to create a little bit of space, right, for, mm-hmm. for the balancing act to at least trend somewhat in the other way versus sure. being buried yeah. over there. What do you think has been probably, um, you know, thinking about the Eli before versus the Eli now, since this has started, technology has moved us and advanced us pretty dang quickly. And um, there's become an understand, like you, you, you have a great understanding of different things now and different aspects of it. What are some of the key things you've learned or key things that Eli now would have uh, helped or told Eli? right out of the gate Big, biggest thing is stay patient like i'm i'm even to this day like it's like just stay patient yeah like keep working it's gonna come i i uh i really believe that if you you know let's say let's say a young it doesn't have to be you have to be a young person it can be anyone yeah if if you want to make 150 grand and you're making 60 right now like you got to work like you're making 150 yeah like you have to put that work in before it comes right? Like it goes for any, any level that you want to get to. So like, that's literally bit, the biggest thing that I would tell, like if I can go back and tell my 18 year old self this, I would say, dude, work like you make a million bucks. And like, I, I did, but like, I didn't realize it at the moment. So like there was, you know, days where I was like, dude, I don't like, it's terrible. Like, I don't want to keep doing this for whatever I was making. But I also saw a bigger picture throughout all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could just go back and tell myself just to reinforce like, Stay patient. Stay patient. Yeah. Luckily, I've had you know Brian for several years. Um, you know, luckily, I met somebody who, uh, you know, who's been a mentor to me for you know many years. Very mm-hmm. young, when I was very young and very impressionable, right? Yeah. Um, who told me like, dude, you gotta stay patient. Stay patient. Stay patient. Uh, but if I could go back and tell myself that, I would. And right. I and I would hope that other people too, like Eli, like your Eli. Yeah. Like that's. The biggest thing I would tell him is, dude, dude, he's impatient. You're shit. young, man. You're young. You've got, so I'm young. I'm 25 right now. Yeah. Like, like I'm you're, young. You're young, dude. Yeah. Stay patient. 23. Keep grinding. Yeah, 23, right? Yeah, you look I'm good, young. bro. Thanks, you look man. good. Oh, thanks, man. You actually do look good. You lost, you lost a lot of weight. Thanks, dude. man. Yeah, well, it's because I only drink water and eat water now. So, like, it's, it works Water's out. Water's a good diet. Yeah. No, do fantastic. <laughs> um, What do you think, this is kind of for my own, uh, selfishness, I would say too, mm-hmm. as well. Um, what do you think is probably the largest challenge you've you've had to overcome 
and your career so far? Mm. That's a good question. I know that one might take you a minute. I should cue the Jeopardy music, but um, it could be personal too. Like, yeah. like you know, you're you're finding yourself in in this journey so far. Yeah, I would say um, trying to figure out the the, the hardest thing or the biggest thing I've had to overcome is like, like I'm so young. I'm I'm tw I'm 25, right? Like I, it, I think it's having early on. It was having that uh, uh, fear, the not really fear, but like the um, complexity. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep just using large words. Right I'm gonna now. keep using larger words. Uh, inferiority, it, imposter syndrome. Really. Oh, imposter yeah. syndrome. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like er early on, it was that. Yeah, because um, you're young, right? Because I'm young. You're trying to sell to these people who are quote unquote experienced. Yeah, I mean, dude, I've had I've had times where I show up to a job site and uh, and the dude that I'm bidding, it's job walk, right? And the dude that I'm bidding against is like sees me, the young twenty. Well, this happened when I was twenty by three, mm -hmm. um, but all of a sudden he's saying all these giant words about all like project that I had no that were way over my head, and I was like, well. Like just like I could tell he was doing that to just like yeah make sure that he was digging like this old guy yeah wanted me to feel like I'm like well good lesson learned like mm -hmm. I gotta write these down yeah, yeah yeah but no it's it's probably it was that early on and um, you know now I think it's it's less of the imposter because I I know what I'm capable of mm -hmm. um, and it's just it's learning how to you got some big W's. Right. I I do I mean I do yes yeah. um, but you learn a lot from that you you learn a lot more from the failures though I mean I have a lot that's of, the next question don't say that I question. have a lot of little failures along the way yeah you know that yeah. I've been able to learn but um yeah just you know now growing into a leadership role mm -hmm. and trying to um trying to just understand that you know for me it's been you know if I can just lean on my relationships with people. And I can just pour into them as much as possible. Like, I'm like I, I hope that I'm going to be a good leader. Yeah, that way. that's truly like how I see it. So, what about your biggest failure so far? What would you? I know you don't want to expose that, but no, I think it's important. I think it's important that people understand that, like, you don't get to the other side without yeah. going through the mire. And the mire. So, but, so I'll I'll say this one. Brian can probably attest to this. I'm not going to say the name of the customer, but I uh, there was a bank, very very large bank that I was prospecting, and I got an opportunity to work with them. Mm -hmm. um, we got you know three projects, both multi multi six figure projects, mm -hmm. um, and I was working on bidding them for these guys, mm -hmm. and uh, I completely dropped the ball on getting these back to these people in time, and uh, we haven't been able to get an opportunity since. And I, um, it was a good. It was a good thing for me to realize early on that like you only get one bite at the apple for some of these guys. And I, you know, I I could probably call them up today. This was a couple of years ago. I could probably call them up today and like we'll, we'll be good, but like um it was it was a good learning lesson. Like I completely wow. dropped the ball. We didn't get bids back in time. You know, we should have invested more time. I treated it like it wasn't the large projects that it was or the large opportunity it was and I you know it's I, seared into your brain. Now. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm never again. Your habit changed. Yeah, right after that. Yeah, never again. Am I gonna let that happen? That happens, dude. Like, 
It does. You know, it happens early on. There's times where like all all I wanted to do owning the owning West Coast and stuff was like do large contracts. Like you just get some commercial work and get going. And um I, I don't know if somewhat I think that early on like some of them intimidated me because it was just me and one other guy and and I was doing some work or whatever and I was just like, Yeah, we there's no way we can do it and I would shuffle it off. Thinking that for some reason, this is how naive I am, right? Um, that some reason they would come back to me once I made it, right? Like, hey, I've recommended so and so to you because I'm a good guy, or whatever. And then um, finally, through some of my mentors and whatnot, they're just like, why don't you just say yes, bid it, and sub it out? That's how young I was that I didn't even think of that, right? I was just like, I didn't even know it was an option. Mm-hmm. I was so naive in business that I was just like, only the people who are doing the work got called and are doing the work, which is just preposterous, right? Um, so early on, being nineteen twenty, I actually did do seal coating when I said, "Hey, I want to do seal coating." I actually, when? How old were you? When you started? Uh, I started when I was eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, which is wild, right? Um, have you seal coated at all ever? Nope. You're gonna come one time, bro. Right. You gotta come out with me one time. Okay. All one, right. One time. One all time. right, dude. One, one time. time. All right. Cool. 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 Well, uh, I, I have no idea. We'll how do it on a somewhat of a cloudy day. That way, you don't turn into a lobster or anything. I think you'd be okay. I'll be as red as your hat. Yeah, and then you you should see me. Like my face and head gets red. The rest of me gets super dark. You probably see me super dark. I'm darker than this. But uh yeah, dude, I get red, I burn up. Guess what? I'm seventeen percent Irish. There you go. I know, bro. I'm almost like I think they would accept me. Seventeen percent. Yep. Yeah. Was sixteen, but apparently Ancestry DNA adjusts the percentage as they really hone in on technology. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now I'm having I'm having false beliefs right about whether so what's the remaining uh 26 percent middle eastern um 34 percent eastern european it's like seven percent uh scandinavian one percent greek like it's it's pretty wild okay yeah which i I, I never knew any of that yeah i never knew any of that like i just figured whatever so yeah it's kind of cool kind of cool to kind of dig back into but yeah man so um, or as we close here, which you know, this would have been ten minutes longer if I wouldn't have ordered that. Yes. Forgot about that other one. But what would you say in our industry, in our circle of people who uh, we know that do sales uh, on large scale and land clients? Um, you do have a great reputation, right? Um, we all respect you very much because we know your skill set and how much work you put in. And your portfolio shows how well you've done with handling clients. Uh, what would you say is one of the best things to remember when um, somebody tees up a lead that you haven't had before, right? Like whether they call in or whether, even if you're prospecting and then they call back, uh, what 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 would be one of your best tips right out the gate? I've got two. Cool. Yeah, I've got this two. Double, I've got two. I've got two. You overachieve. One, one's like tactical. It. One's very tactical. Okay. And the second one is more of a fundamental thing. Okay. So fundamentally, you know, in, in our well, really in any industry, um, when it comes to sales, you're not selling. Mm-hmm. You're not selling. You're you're providing a value. You're providing a service, and you're building a relationship, right? So like, sure, they might need their driveway or their parking whatever seal coded but like yeah, at the end of the day it's like there's something deeper than that and like they probably called two more companies right down the road from yours like why are they going to choose yours like build a true relationship with them and like dude 
sales will never look the same again. Sales is not like when, when I tell people I'm in sales, they think that I'm like this 1980s used car sales guy dialing and smiling, like trying to like sleaze people into sales. It's not that at all. It's like build a true and authentic relationship. And, and I mean authentic, like get to know the person because you truly want to get to know them yeah. and truly solve their root problem. They're uh-huh. not like anyone can seal code or pave a parking lot or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, second thing is, is a tactical thing to go along with the fundamental. Uh, so second thing is, is use selfie video, bro. I have told this to like so many people and it is a game changer. Um, in it, what way? Tell me, is, tell me, tell me how, what do you mean use selfie video? So what I mean when I say use selfie video, everyone has a cell phone. Everyone has a cell phone. Yep. Uh, everyone has the ability to turn the camera around and text somebody, mm-hmm. right? So what I mean when I say take a selfie video is when you get a lead that comes in and maybe you talk to the person, maybe you even submit a bid already. Uh, take your phone, yep. turn the camera around, yep. send them a 60, 30 to 60 second video just saying, hey, brother, wanted to reach out and thank you for the opportunity to uh, you know, bid on your parking lot. If there's anything that I can do, let me know. I'm here for you. Uh, this is my cell phone number. Look forward to, look forward to work. That right there will close you so many freaking deals. It is unbelievable. Um, I've, I mean, some of my biggest classes. It's easy tactic. Many, 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 many millions of dollars have been generated through that tactic. video. Yeah. yeah. And, and that just builds a relationship further. Like everyone can make a phone call or shoot a text, but like no one sends a video. And I, I can guarantee you, if you send a selfie video to somebody on our team at the pavement group, if you're a contractor, and you want to work with us, like send us a selfie video, send somebody on our team a selfie video. And I guarantee you it'll get shared around the office. People are going to love it. You'll get lots of work from us. And I can guarantee you that it'll work for any other you know, client. Now doing. I know what I've been doing wrong. I've been texting you all. Bro, you, you haven't been sending oh, a yeah, selfie that's video, Marvin. That's what it is. That's what it is. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with us and sharing your story and your mm-hmm. journey. Um, people, uh, Dude, I love following along with, with people's stories within our, our industry. Where can we find you online? Yeah, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, I'm most active, uh, but just Eli Store, so E-L-I, and last name Store, S-T-O-E-H-R. Yeah, and if you're going to follow the Pavement Group, it's mm-hmm. at the Pavement Group pretty yeah, much you'll, everywhere. If you just Google us, you'll find us. Dude, it's a TikTok, lot our, of content. Our TikTok is fun. Oh, yeah? So follow, yeah, follow right. on our TikTok. We'll, all right, we'll have to pop over there. All right, so live from uh, my friend's office. Eli's employer's office. Uh, I'm Marvin with Blacktop Banter at Eli's store with the Pavement Group, and we speak asphalt. Peace. Hey there, Blacktop Banner fans. This is Hayden. I am the co-founder of Spot On Site. Uh, We're asphalt contractors ourselves. We run an asphalt paving company based out of Denver, Colorado. We know this is a game-changing app that will help you measure and mark your locations in your parking lots, document using time-stamped photos, videos, and comments, and send professional-looking reports to your customers. We have a free 14-day trial on spotonsiteapp.com. Hey, Jessica Lombardo with Pavex, the pavement experience, and I want to invite you all to join us in San Antonio for the first ever event. It will be held January 30th through February 1st at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center. We are going to have a live equipment demonstration over two days, 60 hours of educational programming, and a full trade show floor with over 75 manufacturers of equipment in the paving and pavement maintenance space. So, 
Please join us there and to learn more and get yourself registered, visit www.paybackshow.com. When it comes to asphalt tools and supplies, Liberty Supply has darn near everything you need. I actually think the owner, Sam, sleeps on a mountain of spray tips in their warehouse alongside the pour pots, hot pots, steel brooms, chalk lines, flagging tape, and hundreds of other items. If you call Sam today at 800-397-9907 or visit libertysupply.biz, they'll get you set up with everything you need. For custom and multi-piece stencils, I always turn to Stencil Plus. They've supplied every stencil we use and these things last a long time. Actually, I should probably call Jeff over at Stencil Plus and just say hi, because it's been a long time since I've had to place an order. Anyway, if you want long-lasting, high-quality stencils, head over to StencilPlus.com and save 10% by using code BB10 during checkout.